Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Bird Brothers Podcast. Uh, as usual, I am one of your two hosts, Falcon, joined as always by the not my maid, Condor. How are you doing, Condor? I am your maid. We talked about this. It says it in my title. I can't afford a maid, okay? You know, and let's be real. If you were over here, you'd just be playing my PS5 all day and you wouldn't do any maid work, and I would come home and be like, Why are you even here? We're not even 30 seconds into the recording, and you already mentioned PS5, huh? Really? Yeah. That's you just really how gonna it is. do this to me? Yeah. You're really going to do this to me? going to make you that so later. jelly? Hello, everybody. Welcome to our episode of this podcast. Today, it was my selection, and, you know, I chose a pretty, a pretty, honestly, it can give me kind of be a mixed bag to some people. I really liked it. I know people who really hate it, but the, the, the end of the day, it's a very recognizable anime, so it's known, and, you know, you know, sometimes negative backlash is still back. What is it? Neg- negative attention is still attention. Yes. But anyway, today we talked about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. We what? watched both seasons of it. So mm-hmm. we watched 25 episodes of goody- Goodiness. Falcon watched 26, so he watched OVA. Yeah. So he watched, he's watched more than me. But I watched OVA a long time ago, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just had it auto-playing, and I know there was an OVA between Season 1 and Season 2, so I just kind of let it play through. Uh, nothing important. Nothing that's, important at all. Nothing important. I mean, if, nope, you, if, nope. if you're, I mean, to be honest, this anime is kind of more like, they try to push some plot onto you, but it's kind of slice of life-ish, you know? And they resolve the plot very quickly, for the most part, for what like, they brought it up for. The lore was kind of really good, like the bat, like understanding like how things happened in the past. That was pretty mm-hmm. neat. I will admit that. But like you know, it's just nice to kind of just like see everyone casual and everything in this show. You know, I kind of it's kind of a really nice to just wa- sit back on your your freaking bed or your couch, turn on the TV. Oh, what are we watching? This anime about dragons with really big breasts. Okay, let's do it. Dragon girl goes to school. Heck yeah! It's so wholesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's very much a slice of life show, but they try to tie in like some like lore and like backstory from like the dragon world, uh, but they don't really focus too heavy on it. And that's something that was kind of annoying because that seemed really interesting. And then they kind of like bring up some of it. They might throw some hints out and then just like never address it again. So it's far. one of those it's things that make you keep watching or reading. Like, I want to know more, but I have to get through all the boring parts that I don't like. Yeah, the, like honestly, I didn't hate this show. At all, but I didn't love it. I would rather just like read the wiki to find out more about like the other world and like those plot points and actually continue watching or reading the show or book. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, but why don't you tell us exactly what the basic synopsis of the plot that gets all this started is? Okay, so basically, I'll just basically describe like the beginning to get like the show mm-hmm. kicked out, kicked on. So basically, we got this. I actually don't know how old uh, Miss Kobayashi is, but she's like kind of in her middle age, I think like 30 or 40s, I would say. Uh, Let's see. I, I, she is 25. She has, she's 25 and she already has back pain? Oh, that's horrible. Bro, I'm 30 and I have back pain. I've had like scoliosis and stuff. That's not super uncommon. Oh, oh my god. I'm sorry about that, Falcon. Jeez. So we have this 25-year-old <laughs> uh, woman and, uh, you know, she's waking up for her day. She's going to her office job. She's getting everything ready, you know, the casual. Oh, God. Take a shower, brush your teeth, eat some breakfast. And then she goes out her door and suddenly... There's a dragon outside her door. Just and she's dragon like, head staring at her. There's like a dragon head staring at her, right? Right? And it looks so yeah. angry. And then literally mm-hmm. the next second, the dragon transforms into a cute girl 
with a maid outfit. And then she says, hello, I am your maid now. Congratulations. And that is kind of like the start of the series. Why yeah. this happened is explained uh, mm-hmm. later in the show. But basically. Uh, they kind of explain it a little bit at the beginning, essentially. They do. Kobayashi was bit. drunk and talking to Dragon Maid and told her she could live move in but she was but drunk yeah, she and didn't remember it. Yeah, i found it funny that like the beer the beer she had was like dragon slayer that was the yeah. name of it it was pretty funny but but yeah basically the the premise of the show is you know we have this dragon and she's trying to like live in a human world and we have these other dragons that introduced later and they also try to live in the human world so it's pretty neat it's pretty fun it's a pretty good premise honestly just seeing these dragon women and one guy just like interact in the world and see how they go you know Yep. Pretty basic premise, in my opinion. Pretty basic. Yeah, I very much felt like it was going to be like dragons learn how to live in the human world, but they already know like how to interact with humans. Because they have really humans decently, in, their, world, humans in their own world. So then it was kind of like, oh, it's like, okay. it's like dragons in like living in modern Japan compared to like their old medieval world, you know? Yeah. It's um, like, yeah. like I remember the scene where it's like they're like talking about how like Kobayashi gets to work and she's like, oh, she has a license, but getting a car is so annoying and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Kano was like, what's a license? It was pretty funny. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that early on, but you know, as the the show goes on, mm-hmm. you know, we get to see more uh, of everything. You know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. It's a pretty interesting present premise, I would say. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. You know, we got so many dragons, mostly women dragon, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we've got the, like, what, the, we see the two, we see uh, Fafnir and then Toru's dad, I believe. I think those are the only two we see. The only, the only males, yeah. The yeah. only males. Yeah, yeah. But yes, oh, mostly, yeah. mostly the girl dragons, you know. I mean, you know, it's a fan, fan service. And fan service and all that fun And maids. Stuff. Don't forget and the maids. Yeah. True. I mean, like, in the one male that's in the series consistently has like a butler outfit going on very much <laughs> that was because uh if you remember toru was the one who gave him that design to yeah. like be that way and you know she was into maids at the time she's like oh you should be a butler uh-huh. yeah yep oh. all right so all right shall we jump into our first character well well you know uh real quick uh me and falcon we actually both watched it differently i watched it dubbed on funimation he watched it subbed on crunchyroll because falcon mm-hmm. earlier he said he didn't know the uh there was a dub mm-hmm. and i knew there was a dub i could have sworn i mentioned there was a dub at the end of our last episode last podcast so you probably forgot I, I most likely did I, I didn't get to start till monday so i probably just we were usually record on fridays so i probably just I, my mind. I I banged out the like the first season in like two days, and I'm just like, all right, now that I've banged out the first season, I could take my time with the second season because I previously watched the first season around the time it came out. I think in 2017. I think that's when season one came out, right? Let me see. Uh, roughly, I think. I'm, I'm looking right now. Uh, 2017. Yep, yep. It came out 2017. There is also a lot of different manga for this, like a lot of spinoffs manga they have a freaking spinoff for kana they have a freaking spinoff for elma they have one for luko and they have one for fafnir okay yeah that's actually kind of crazy the kana one's actually really popular it has 10 volumes hmm. and it started in 2016 and it's still ongoing that is pretty cool the fafnir one's actually recent it came out in 2020 and here's a fun fact falcon i actually just found this out today did you know next month they're releasing a Kobayashi video game. Whoa. Now I want don't look anything up. I want you to guess. 
take a guess what, what you think the uh the uh the 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 the, the, the genre the theme of the game is uh so i would for like gut instinct would probably be dating sim but i feel like that's too obvious uh i'm going to go with maybe like a like a, a more I'm gonna say turn based RPG. This. You got this. You, is that your final answer? Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. The correct answer, and you're not gonna believe this. It's shoot 'em up. I could see that. That was the other one I was debating on because they could be in dragon form, like shooting their sh- like uh, flames and lightning and stuff. It's a it's a shoot 'em up. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of in disbelief on this. It comes out in Japan March 24th, 2022. It's coming. From Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Four, it's actually the publisher is actually Bushy Road. Weird, but okay. And there's a little like 16 minute like trailer on. It, it seems actually kind of interesting, to be honest. I probably like I'm not a fan of shoot 'em ups, it. so we'll definitely yeah, be skipping. Either. But uh, I mean, if it came to over to, it's probably not going to come over to over here because I mean, Kobayashi isn't like super big. It's recognizable, but it's not like super big. So, mm-hmm. but if it did come over here, I'd probably buy it on my PlayStation 5 that hopefully by the time this goes up, because I assume you're still putting this up on Monday, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to. So just to let all the lovely people know, I'm currently going through a crisis. I recently bought a PlayStation 5 on eBay, and I accidentally sent it to my old address, and uh, I'm panicking because, you know, here is this $700 item I bought, hoping it doesn't get stolen. Luckily, uh, the neighborhood where I used to live is a lot safer than the one I'm currently in, but I'm not taking any chances on this. So uh, it's supposed to come tomorrow and Sunday because we're recording this on Saturday. We usually record on Friday, but Mr. Falcon had a little storm going on yesterday. His mm-hmm. power was going on and off, so we're doing it Saturday today. And uh, I, I'm just really worried about it. I don't want it to get stolen because I spent a lot of money on this. So, mm-hmm. And I really, I, I also really want this really badly so hopefully by the time this goes up um i will have it and i will be playing astrobot right is that the name of astrobot you start off with astrobot only you'll start take off you with good hours you'll be through all four levels you'll, you'll be smiling having a good old time i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited about yeah. it astrobot was really great i love the vr game for ps4 and so when they're like it's the sequel is getting bundled into the ps5 i was like yes yes this will be great and it, it was great i enjoyed it so so hopefully hopefully uh hopefully uh by then I'll be able to I'll by Monday I'll get to enjoy. We and Falcon we actually might do a little little episode special on uh on the PS5. Mm-hmm. You know, probably not like right away, probably after like a week or two I have it and I've had it like fully digested in my brain like how it is. Be cool to do a little like special on it. Yeah, and that would give me time to adjust to the new job coming up and whatnot. So, you know, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be pretty cool. I'm excited as as Falcon drinks his McDonald's. Yeah, like my coffee. <laughs> I didn't just yeah. like blend a burger and start sipping it down like a shake, you know. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, let's uh, enough enough of the tangent. We're getting off topic, but there's nothing wrong with that. Why don't we start with the characters? And why don't we start with the title character in the show, yep. Miss Kobayashi? Kobayashi. Who, uh, and I checked the weekend. We still don't know her first name. Oh, we don't know. They all just call her Miss Kobayashi. She, That's she's right. just she's just like Kion. We don't know her 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 actual name. We only know her last yeah. name, Kobayashi. Yeah, at least at least it's an actual name and not just a nickname like Kion. Um, I mean, yeah. to be fair, we all know that Haruhi is God, so she could basically just implant it in everyone's mind that his name's actually Kion. 
This is also true. It could be it'd be it'd be a wild theory, but it's probably not true. It'd be fun though. But uh, yeah, yeah. This is Miss Kobayashi. She's mm-hmm. apparently she's twenty five. I could I could have sworn she was like in her thirties or thirty five. Honestly, I don't know because she mentioned back no. pain. I always imagine old people have back pain. I'm sorry, Falcon. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> mine's not uh, always there, but it comes and goes. But yeah, uh, she she constantly has back pain. She works as like a computer programmer. Oh, this is actually uh, a trivia fact I saw when I was looking at her, her wiki page. Mm-hmm. Um. I think in one of the episodes they show like HTML code on it, mm-hmm. so a lot of people like to speculate she's like a, a works at a company for like web design. Yeah, I mean HTML though, to my knowledge, I think is kind of getting phased out for some other languages for a lot of places. Let me actually... Or you're using HTML and then we're coding it in with other languages to make it work better. Uh, things like uh, CSS and the like. Um, she can do more stuff with it. Um, and also that's changed to have it done web design in years, but that's how it was the last time I dealt with it. Um, but otherwise she lives alone. She is obsessed with maid culture. She likes yes. going to the maid cafes. Um, you know how that be. Uh, she always wears boys clothes. She doesn't ever wear like girls clothes. And you kind of find out why later on in the this, this show, why, why she does yep. that. It's not like a super big reason, but you know, no, it, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of a very realistic reason. You know, it's not a very yeah. anime reason. It's a very realistic reason, which is yeah. really super appreciated. Um, but she also loves to go out drinking and she has a more uh, aggressive personality when she's drunk. She's usually just kind of like pretty chill and laid back and responsible and kind of almost boring to an extent. I and mean, then she I, gets drunk and she just starts going to town, you know. A lot like, of people, oh, you guys. A lot of people like to call her a kudere, which is like kudere. you know they hide they hide their like feelings, but you know they 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 actually do have feelings. Yeah. So you know feelings for a certain certain dragon. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. But yes, uh, but yeah, she's there's not really a whole lot to say about her. She's kind of more just like the human character to deal with the dragons. Nothing too. Special she, or noteworthy she act about her. Very motherly to you know yeah. to tell Kana and other and uh, Ilulu who we see in season two. You know it's pretty yeah. neat. By the way, did you know that Toru and Ilulu are the same age? Yeah, they're both sixteen. Did you know Kana was nine? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Right. They at least in the sub they say it in one episode with Ilulu that uh they were, were the same age, right? They mention like, it, yeah. but I kind of like forget because we kind of like see her like hanging out with kids more than Toru or anything. So I kind of just yeah, but she that. also isn't going to school and like has a job. So yes, but more on that later. Uh, Kobayashi's yeah. a pretty. I would you consider her the main character of the show, or would you consider Toru? The I would main say Toru is the main character of the show. I would say both are like the main character. It's like one of those things where it's like two characters, uh, dragoness. Huh? Yeah, Dragonus. I would feel like so. I feel like Kobayashi's like half of it, you know. Would you agree? Uh, you I could agree. With agree? That. I mean, you can agree with that. All right. Well, what do you think of Kobayashi? You know, is she cool? She's fine. She serves her purpose, okay. But I don't really like her. She's she's just kind of there. She's kind of bland until she gets drunk, uh, and then she just goes off about how terrible of a maid Toru is being because she needs to respect <laughs> maids. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but then like, otherwise, like her only other like continuous trait is she's just jealous that every time a new dragon comes in, they have an even bigger chest than the last time, and she's jealous. Um, but like besides that, like she's Gosh. just <laughs> she she's do be just, jealous uh, of the, the things she do be jealous. She do. <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, like she's just kind of there to be like the human who gets pulled into the this magical dragony world kind of deal thing. 
so jealous. Mm-hmm. Not that she like goes to that world, but she's dealing with all the things that are coming from that world. Um, but yeah, dragons are so cool. She's fine. I wish I wish I had a dragon. What do you think of Kobayashi San? Kobayashi San is pretty neat. Uh, she she's pretty cool. She doesn't like stand out or anything, but you know, she's kind of she's kind of like that character. It's kind of like one of those. It's it's kind of like uh one of the big reasons why I like King Thomas so much. And uh, you know, they're kind of like the characters are all just like screwing around a lot. But when you know, sometimes they like take a step back and try to think about their feelings. Like Kobayashi at like near the end of season two, like when she was doing like all those stuff that self reflection. Can you hear me? By the way, can you hear me? Uh, you are extremely garbledy. Uh, and uh, I can hear you, but it it sounds like you're kind of like going through like a trash can. Do you want me? Do you want, you want me to start over? Uh, see if you can get that reset really quick, and I can give a, a run through on Toru, and then we can uh go back and rehear your opinion of Kobayashi. Yeah. All uh, right. So while we wait on Condor to try to fix his audio, we'll we'll talk about Toru. She is Dragon Numero Uno that we see. In this show, uh, dragon form is very much uh, typical big green scaly dragon, shoots fire breath. Um, but she ends up meeting Miss Kobayashi one night, and uh, so because of that, she uh, ends up living with Miss Kobayashi, uh, and becoming her maid essentially as payment for everything that she has done to like let her live there and whatnot um but she's secretly in love with miss well she's not really secretly in love everybody knows she loves miss kobayashi welcome back. so anyway this this person right here is uh i don't think i can make this go any differently uh so this right here is toru as i've already said uh yeah she's very energetic uh has a can-do attitude and is always trying to uh win over Kobayashi's affection and always also trying to get her to eat her tail for some reason. I don't know why it may have been in there and I overlooked it. Who really knows? Um but yeah that that's kind of how that is. Uh but she is a member of a said faction which uh Condor and I will probably discuss in bigger detail once he comes back uh hopefully with better sounding audio uh but yeah she has to learn how to be a maid because she doesn't really understand it like when she's like hey clean all the dust she just like fire shoots uh her fire breath everywhere um and all that fun stuff everything disappears but she can bring it back dust free so no big deal she doesn't understand why kobayashi uh doesn't approve of that method of cleaning but you know kobayashi does not um so we'll have to see how that that ends up going for her in the future but yes uh she's an all right character uh we find out a lot about uh, her backstory who her family are and the like oh looks like condor maybe back here let's see Welcome back. How do I sound now? Uh, fairly normal, actually. Good. I think that helped. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes my Wi-Fi has just been really freaking out. 
Right. Sorry about the technical difficulties, everybody. It's cool. I can try to edit it somewhat out here uh, if we need to. But yeah, I just kind of gave a rundown of Toru about her uh, personality and the like. Would you like to add anything on Toru? Yes, I actually want to ask you a question. Okay. Would you eat her tail? No. Why? I would not. I do not trust Toru, of all people, to have cooked out the poison in there to be able to successfully eat it. Also, I do not think that... What is it going through? I just lost my train of thought as I was saying it, and that is a terrible thing. Uh, uh, also, yeah, it would just be weird if like somebody I knew was like, here, do you want to eat my leg? I can grow it back, no problem. I'd be like, well, hold up, what? Like, it would just be weird knowing somebody. They're just like, look, I just ripped this off, so you can eat it. Don't worry. I just made it grow back. No big deal. I, it would just weird me out too much. Would you eat her tail condor? Probably not, no. But I wanted to ask you, just in case you were into that. I am not into that. I'm not into eating I, tail. No shame. No shame here. No shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so all right. going back to the Kobayashi thing, I actually yeah. completely forgot what I was saying. So <laughs> <laughs> you're just kind of giving us your opinion on her, really. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. I was. So, uh, now I remember. So basically, you know, she's kind of like there, as Falcon said. But uh, basically, you know, it, it's kind of like how why I like Gintama so much. Like you have all these characters, they're all like screwing around. But then mm-hmm. there'll be times when they take like a step back and try to like analyze themselves. And we see that like near the end of season two where Kobayashi's like analyzing her feelings about everything. Mm-hmm. It does happen a lot during the anime as well, but like it mostly like the big one happens like at the end of season two. And yeah. it's kind of like, oh yeah, it's like, oh, I've changed so much because of everything, and it's not a not a bad thing how I've changed. You know, it, yeah. it's kind of like also like one of my favorite episodes of season one, which is the sports festival day, where, where you oh, know yeah. Kana has her sports festival and she wants Kobayashi to be there as her guardian and stuff, and she says she can't because she has to work and it's not important. And Kana is so sad. And no, it it's not that it's not important. She's just so overloaded at work. She's like, I don't know, I I can't take the day off to come. Sorry, like. But then, and then she, uh, yeah. and then she, uh, she, she like works extra hard just so she can go to the sports festival to be there. And, you know, happy. and it, it makes her realize, like, you know, I've really changed a lot ever since mm-hmm. meeting these dragons. So you know, it's yeah. really, I really like that, like, aspect of like the character growth. And I'm sure by the mm-hmm. end of the the sh- this whole series, it'll be like super awesome. Yep. And I can't wait to see it. All right. So shall we move? I assume you already gave your gen- general thing on Toru, right? Yeah, uh, I said she's fine. She's all right. Uh, she uh, she does what she needs to do. She kind of gets a little on my nerves because she just keeps trying to force stuff on Kobayashi a like lot. Like her tail. Like her tail. Yeah, like her tail. And, <laughs> uh, even like whenever Kobayashi is like giving a different dragon any sort of like affection, she immediately is like incredibly yeah. jealous and angry it's, about it's, it. It's really funny. It's, it's like right. it's like the time like when she praises like Connor and Lulu, and she's like, "Praise me too! Praise yeah. me too!" She's in, usually she would have just love. messed something up and then it was like praise me too it's like you just like made dinner inedible like no uh, but she she loves us she loves kobayashi so that's yeah, why she does um but yeah she's fine i get annoyed with her sometimes but i don't dislike her as a character I, I i i like her too she's 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 not the she's not the best but she's not the worst i you know? prefer her over kobayashi as the main two just because she's more interesting of a character oh definitely um, she has like all that like, kobayashi, like but, stuff yeah but she's fine. Uh, she does what she needs to do. She's fine. wearing horrible shoes. <laughs> Condor shoe alert. Horrible shoes for Toru. All right. Shall we move on to arguably the best dragon of the show? Uh, yes, we can move on to the, not arguably, but 100% confirmed the best dragon of the show. And that is Kana. Oh, ah, look how 
Cheers! Look I'm at not going to lie. The only episodes I found that were like above average were the episodes that were Connacentric. Not going to lie. Look um, at her shoes. They're so cute. I just love that she never shows like any emotion hardly ever in her eyes unless she just gets like really excited about something all of a sudden. Oh, my um, God. Oh she just kind of has the same look. You know, so here be like, <gasps> and then like bro, get excited. Kana is the cutest, one of the cutest anime characters of all time. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying it right now. I'm saying it right now. That's my, that's my, I mean, that's my take. I don't know that I would disagree with you on that. You don't know no. if you would disagree or you, okay, 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 okay. But basically. She is a, a kid dragon, essentially. Um, she likes playing uh, pranks. She, yes, she, she likes playing pranks and she played a prank that finally got her banished from the dragon world to the human world. It's kind of like an extended timeout kind of scenario, essentially. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, like, whenever when Kobe, I was like, would her parents really just banish her like that? And they're like, yeah, she's pretty much stuck here until they decide she's thought she's thought long enough about what she's done. So it's like, oh, so her timeout is she gets sent to the human world alone um, as a nine-year-old, essentially. Um, but uh, yeah, she ends up staying with Kobayashi and Toru. And uh, she's just adorable all the time. Um, very much has the I would say some of my favorite episodes are definitely all the Kano ones, you know? Yeah. It's kind of amazing. You, something you got to give this anime credit for is it can go from completely sexy with like Lukua to completely adorable with Kana, you know? It's like yeah. every single bar with that. Like, yeah, you like know? you've got Lukua and her like human companion. That's just like all about just like lewd jokes and like that sort of thing. And then it can just switch to Kana and uh, Saikawa. And there's never anything even remotely like dirty in it. It's just like two third graders doing something super wholesome. And like that's that. Like it's really weird how, how no, it can jump you know that quickly. face that so Saikawa is basically like her friend that she makes at school, you know? Yeah. She's kind of like unpopular a bit. But then you know, likes her. she thinks she's fun. Yeah. And like every time Saikoa does that pose, you know, the one where she's like has the heart in her mouth, she's freaking out. That, yeah. that, that's literally me whenever Kana is on the screen. So I'm like, ah, I love her so I wanna, much. I want to talk about that with Saikoa. Did you notice that it progressively gets smaller freakouts the longer the show goes on? Smaller freakouts? Yeah. Like she, she does that thing where she's like, ah! uh, and like she does it external. Like it's like the beginning of season two, they mentioned that like, she does that a lot or whatever, and like that time was louder than normal or not as loud as normal. And then I think that happens one time where they do it and she doesn't like say anything or like she kind of like holds it in and like, whoa, she didn't do the thing. And she's like, I can hold it in sometimes. And the last time we see her do it, <laughs> she holds it in, but you see like her internal expressions. It has like a thought bubble of like her doing it internally. But the longer it goes on, the more she's able to not show her like huge freak out whenever Kana does something. She, she's gotten her. used to it. That, yeah. It's now like, that's like, character development like right there. Like, it doesn't even like <laughs> highlight it, but I just noticed like, oh, that doesn't seem like it was quite as big. And then by the end, she's standing there, but then you see like her internal thoughts, like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that's impressive. Gosh. I like how you did that. Uh, oh my gosh. You know, one of my favorite episodes, Kana, like the, all the, all the, I just gotta say, all the Kana ones are really great. And she, you yeah. know, all her episodes, like the sports day one, or the one when she goes to New York. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part about that one was it said like she got into a fight with Kobayashi to hear like you're saying she's leaving or whatever and then she just gets like halfway down the hallway the door is already closed she turns around and like very quietly says butthead and then like goes and gets on like flies away or whatever from the butthead. room 
Yeah, she's like, oh, she goes all the way to New York. I just love yeah. that one, you know. Yeah, it was really, it was really funny. It, it was How also kind of the the language in that one. Was it all in English or was it? Did they have the American speaking a different language at the start? Um, well, obviously, um, I watched the dub, so like you know, kind of yeah. everyone was talking in English. But I think mm-hmm. when we they got to New York, you know how people have like New Yorkian accents. Yeah. They kind of like had that, like the time when like oh, those thugs yeah. were like attacking the little girl. They had like a New Yorkian accent. I didn't really pay too okay. much attention to it, but now that you're like talking about it, it, they did have like more of a, you know, New York, you know, like you know, like how Joey Wheeler talks in Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> kind of yeah. like that. Or Yo, Brooklyn yeah. Rage, or, I don't that know. Brooklyn Rage. Brooklyn, um, but yeah, so Brooklyn, the, the sub is New York, right? Brooklyn is New York, yeah. Okay, good. I knew that. Um, uh, but yeah, so how they handled it in the sub was that Kana gets there and all of the Americans are speaking English, and then oh, she yeah? does the thing where she can learn English, and then they they're speaking yeah, I Japanese. Yeah, remember that. Because so it's like she now understands it. Um, yeah, does she speak was, in English, or do the English people start speaking in Japanese? I think they started speaking in Japanese after oh, that. Oh my god, um, that's funny. But uh, yeah, I, I love. <laughs> she was just trying to get a hot dog. It's like, oh, we can't take your Japanese yen. Doesn't understand people. Really understands people. Throws it there. We can't take Japanese yen. You need American money. Oh. And then she finds the friend and she just throws like her dad's credit card on there. He's like, we don't take credit cards. It has to be cash. He's like, just supposed to get a hot dog. It's not a like, hot dog. <laughs> Yikes. It reminds me of when I, when I used to go to, uh, when I used to go, when I went to Anime Boston, like before the pandemic or like a few years before, like all this stuff happened and you would go to like the stalls and you would need cash. You couldn't do with a credit yeah. card. But then like as time went on, they started getting like credit card readers. So then you could do it. So you wouldn't really need hope that they could get anymore. a signal. Cause that's, that's one of the ones uh, I went to anime weekend Atlanta a few times. And uh, a lot of them had like the like little like square things that can plug into like their iPhones and iPads and stuff to run. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it normally worked fine, but there'd be times where the cell service would just get overloaded. So they're trying to run it through and it's just not running through cause it can't connect due to like how limited the signal is. Uh, so it'd be like, well, unless you got cash, bud, maybe hope we still have it later. Uh, it was that was always fun. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it was it was like the hot dog stand was like pre the like anime pre- Boston when I first where, started going yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Kana's great. She also uses electricity. She can like plug herself in to recharge herself. It's pretty great. Yeah, because that's why she they radio. It's like, why don't you just go back home? She's like, I can't get back home. It's like, why do they drain your power? Yes. And then like later on, she's like, okay, I'm I'm all good to go. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, I I'm electric. I just plugged myself in. <laughs> It's no, just like one... she just sticks her tail in the outlet. <laughs> yeah, she like sticks her tail in the outlet. Now, one thing I will say about uh, Kana is her dub voice was kind of a little bit iffy with me. It was adorable at oh, times. Her sub voice was great. Her, her, I know. I, I I remember her sub voice was pretty good, especially because you hear it like in the ending theme when she sings. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, her her English voice, I really liked it. But there were times when it, it didn't sound like a cute, adorable girl. Maybe that's just my bias because I, I look at Kana. I think she's an adorable little girl. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, I, I always want to pick her up, hug her, and squeeze her tightly, and protect her with for the rest of my life. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just you know, it, sometimes it just didn't sound like that. But I mean, that's a, that's fine. It sounded more like it as the show went on. So maybe the actor got more into the role as it went on. But yeah, maybe, I would. I feel like in subs, Japanese voice actresses tend to be able to hit like higher voice ranges. So oh, I think yeah. on, on like on 
untypical. I'm not saying like everybody can, but her I think voice, that also like, helps. Uh, they can just kind of like, make these like higher pitched kid voices well, a little bit easier. Well, it definitely fit her character because it was like a monotone, and you know she's kind of like expressionless. But it was like yeah. an adorable monotone that gets like more excited when like like cute things happen. Yeah, or, that, like something like that happens. So mm-hmm. I, I, it did fit. I just wanted it to be. I just personally wanted it to be more adorable because <laughs> I yeah. love Kana. Yeah, we didn't really say much about her personality before we just started going into how great she was. Um, she's very, uh, she's very uh, quiet, uh, very mo- like expressionless on her look, but she likes having fun and she likes cute things. Uh, hence why she likes playing pranks, but she also does that to get attention. Yep, because, she always did that to get attention. We don't really see yeah. that much in the show because she gets attention. So I think one of my favorite quirks about her, she just eats like random small things she finds, like bugs. So like the beach episode, like she's just looking at a crab and you're like, oh, she's looking at the crab. Then she just like eats it, just like grabs it and shoves it in her <laughs> mouth. And there's an episode at the end where she sees like a butterfly and puts it in her mouth. They're like, what'd you do? And then she just like lets it out. And she's like, okay. It's like, oh. <laughs> I love to see a flashback when uh, Toru and Kana have like a meeting in the Dragon World. It's like, Kana, what are you doing here? Looking for bugs. It's like, isn't that really childish? Uh, I when she was like a little baby. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was so adorable. Oh my god, they that kind of talking like the little baby talk. Oh, it was so yeah. adorable. My heart melted and, and happy. Oh yeah, she said she was looking for something for a prank, and Toru's like, like, what are you looking for? And she's like, like bugs. <laughs> and she's like, isn't that childish? She's just like, uh, I'm like, a freaking child. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's literally at that point, probably like five or six. Like, probably. Uh, but yeah, it was just like I'm oh, looking for a bug. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, we should probably move on because we'll, we could spend oh, the rest of the we, podcast probably talking to? about Kana. Do we have uh, to? Yeah, uh, Psychawa, once again, I enjoyed Psychawa a lot. I like Psychawa too. She was great. I like I too, they always emphasize how shiny her forehead is. Like every time she shows up, you see like her <laughs> forehead shine. Uh, I don't know why. They just amused me. Um, yeah, they're, they're a great duo. All right, uh, who's the next duo we're talking uh, about? Next, by introduction order, I believe, was Fafnir. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So we got Fafnir. Oh, boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. This guy. Uh, basically, this guy hates humans. Yes. <laughs> like, he has, and a, he has the worst action. dragon design out of all of them. Really? His dragon design. Oh, his dragon design. I think he's got like the spidery design. head, and then it's like the long neck, and then it's like a body of like tangle of vines. It was really weird. I did not it, like it. It was kind of weird now that you mention it. But this is Fafnir, as you can tell by the name, and if you know Fafnir, like legends of him, he he, he likes to protect his treasure. Yeah, and stuff. That's like the thing with Fafnir, and uh, he obviously has all this treasure, and obviously I, I we don't know anything that happens about it, like why he hates humans, but it's probably assuming that. People try to steal his treasure or something when he was young or something. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. They don't explain it. Uh, but I wanted I wanted us to touch upon Fafnir since you know he was he did kind of have some moments I really liked, like the time in the season one when you know he's like hanging out with Takia, who is Kobayashi's coworker. We'll get into more of that later. And you know he's talking about like hit or misses, and he's like most humans are misses. And he goes yeah, to Takia, he just yeah. wants to hit. And I thought that was kind of sweet mm-hmm. in a sense. And then he falls and becomes a weeb. Yeah, he he uh, initially is only in the world to like supposedly check up and make sure what few dragons are there aren't like royally screwing up the world or whatever. Um, but uh, he ends up playing a video game and ends up getting hooked. It was like uh, like a Dark Souls ripoff. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, and he ends up getting hooked and uh, ends up wanting to stay, but he doesn't really have anywhere to stay. So Kobayashi reaches out to her uh, coworker Taki. It was actually it was actually Toru who did it. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Toru. 
Uh, oh, yeah, because that was the big thing. Like, Toru doesn't like Taki, especially at the start, because he gets to spend more time with Kobayashi yeah, than Toru that, does. That kind of settles, like, at the end. I, yeah, like, she, she gets used to it, but at the start, she really dislikes them. Yeah, well, um, it was probably like, is this a love interest? Oh, no. Probably. That was probably um, it. <laughs> yeah, Taki is like Kobayashi's like best work buddy. They go out drinking after work a lot. Yeah, he's thing. like a very calm, composed guy. But when you no, know, when he's not like at work, he's kind of like uh, the 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 weeb uh, of the show. The weeb, There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. He gets like the really funny glasses. And he has like the buck tooth. He, and he pulls like, out the big teeth. like bottle cap lens glasses, and he gets like the buck teeth. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's he, great. He's also huge like maid culture and stuff. So that's how he and Kobe yeah, yeah. kind of bonded. So they go out drinking and discuss like maid culture and other like otaku-y things. They are um, like really they're really good friends. They're really good friends, Kobayashi and Taki. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, Toru ends up asking Taki if Fafnir can stay with him because Fafnir wants to stay in the world some and Fafnir's cool with that because Taki has all these like video games and stuff going on. So we see him pretty much just like all day and night playing video games. Like how you're like, well, I'm going to bed, and he's just like, okay, that he's just playing again. I uh, love that episode. The part is the episode of season two when when Toru's like helping with like the the watch committee of like the neighborhood, and like, oh, there's this guy who's just like going to elementary schools and like jumping around and dancing, and it's so weird. And then you could tell like before it's definitely Fafnir because he does yeah. stuff like that. And when they like confront him about, it, it's like, oh, I was just practicing for this dance that I'm going to be doing with Takia. Yeah, they were doing some sort of, like, event, and he had to know the dance, so he was just, like, going around town practicing the dance. Uh, but they're all, like, some <laughs> creepy weirdo. I think my favorite Fafnir moment, though, is, the, I think it's at the end of that episode, and, like, it just cuts away, just like a gag bit, where he's trying to log on to the MMO he plays, and then he finds out he's been banned. Oh, he gets banned! And he keeps trying so to log in, and he keeps saying you've been banned or whatever for uh, going against uh, our community standards or whatever. That he just like stands up and like angrily walks out of the room, and Taki's like, "What's going on?" And he looks over, sees the screen. He's like, "Oh no, humanity is doomed." <laughs> he's oh just no, like, humanity <laughs> is doomed. Because <laughs> Taki knows he's like this dragon, and he's pretty sure he's gonna like go there and like try to get himself unbanned by like, yeah, killing I, everybody. I guess this is a good time to mention, as Falcon mentioned, sometimes they'll have like it's like sometimes in the middle or like near the end they'll have like like a, a one minute like little segment of like just a little short skit which is pretty funny yeah. and that yeah i remember that one i remember that one i like the I one with Lukua. i like the one with Lukua where uh uh what is it uh shoto is like pretending to be like pretending to like banish Lukua, like be gone be gone and Lukua oh, just, yeah. like, runs out the door oh yeah throwing the he, beans at her he's like throwing the beans she runs out the door right and then then it's like i don't know if it took like an hour or something or maybe 20 10 10 20 minutes she stays on there and doesn't come in for a while he's he's like, like really her. sad and like goes out to chase her and you know Lukua's just like petting a cat on like the balcony he's like oh did you miss me it's <laughs> like no be gone you demon succubus I like that, though, because it made me think of Rune Factory 4. And I know it's not a Rune Factory 4 thing, because I know it's just a Japanese thing about throwing beans to, like, keep the demons out. But they had the bean festival in Rune Factory 4 where you had to play, like, the demon king and get hit by the different beans and score more points depending on which kind of beans hit you. Uh, oh, wow. That was It made me think I, of that. I never played that far. <laughs> I really should. Uh, it's one of the play. earlier festivals you could unlock it. Um, but, yeah, they just throw beans at you, um, which Gosh. made me laugh. Uh, but otherwise, good. Fafnir is very uh, much. Uh, he doesn't really get that much. He gets the least. He doesn't. He's, he's very road. selfish. He very much sticks to himself. He doesn't want to help out other people because he kind of has the mindset of like, if you got yourself into a mess, you can get yourself out of the mess. And if not, oh, well. Um, but we do see him like he does actually care about them a lot. There's a few times where they genuinely need him and he, he assists. 
uh, if he didn't he also care, he wouldn't tries, give advice. So. Yeah, but he likes making curses, and he made books about curses to sell at oh Comic Con, and nobody and bought them. Work. And then you find out like they're actually legit curses. Like if people actually were to like follow the book, they would genuinely be cursing people. Which has the dragons like, yo, why are you selling these? Like because I want to teach people how to curse other people. And it's like, okay, okay. And he got like no sales on it. No sales. And then he finally was like, I was told it's because it was written out and not in uh, comic form. So I've now made it in comic form, and he sold it itself. And he had Luca like pose for him. Yeah. And, and he was like po- making Luca pose as the woman who was getting cursed. Yeah. <laughs> and then like everyone else, he made their own. Like Lukoa made a cosplay photo book. Uh, and then I forgot what talk he made, but they both sell out, and he's sitting over here like all these boxes that he's like wheeling out of comic. He's like so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's that's really all we could really say about him and Taki. It's just your typical like weeb character. Something I want to praise this anime for right now, and I know you will agree with me. Uh, some of these characters can be very tropey at times, a little mm-hmm. bit, but the way the anime handles the tropey characters in situations is excellent. Just like how we explained with like Fafnir and like the the, the comic cat skits. You know, they just like they'll put them in situations and they're handled like super well. You know, the, like they'll put him in these fun stuff, and like it's just funny to see. It's not like boring, expected things. So that's right. something I want to praise the uh, praise this series for. Hopefully, mm. you can agree with me there. Yeah, you know, I can agree. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Uh, next from order of introduction was Quetzalcoatl. I've always say that wrong. That's probably the wrong way to say it. But Quetzal- she goes by Lucoa. Quetzalcoatl or something. I don't. I know. don't know. I should know how to say this. It's the name of the first summon from Final Fantasy VIII, which is one of my favorite RPGs ever, and I've never known how to say it. I call him Thunder Chicken Big because he looks like a thunder chicken. Um, but you know, this is this is Lukoa. Uh, she is very much the fan service character. Pretty much all of her gags revolve around her taking off her shirt in front of a fifth grader. Uh, Whose name is Shota? Yeah, and keep in mind, there's things called Shotacon. Which yeah, I, I picked up on who that. on little boys. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so she's just a dragon who doesn't like staying in one place. She kind of comes to this world just to chill out and like wander around. But she hears that uh this uh showed of a kid trying to summon like a familiar, and she realizes he probably doesn't realize he could summon something really nasty. So she just decides she has nowhere she has to be. She'll heed his summons as an almighty dragon. And uh, so she does that and lives with him as his familiar, but she likes embarrassing him and teasing him. So she does that pretty much relentlessly throughout the, the whole show. <laughs> but she genuinely cares about him. She tries to give him advice and being serious when needed. But most of the time she 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 just messes with him. I think she kind uh, of was like, I think she kind of just like played into it because that was the way that like I think was, like, so. Better. You know, so it's kind of like me and Falcon talked about it before the podcast, but we both agreed that Luca is probably our least favorite character. Now, mm. Of course, that doesn't mean we hate her. It's just that and we both agreed. It's just that we didn't see enough of her, to be honest. Like yeah. we didn't get enough of her backstory. Like what we what we do know is that she's an ex goddess and something happened with her sister. I think they said, but like every time they try to talk about it, Luca is like, no, 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 don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. It's embarrassing and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's something that goes on with the fact of, I think it was in one of the episodes of season two where, you know, uh, Shota's like asking her, why, why do you stay with me? And, you know, she's like, oh, because, you know, it just feels really nice to have a place I can call home mm-hmm. and everything. And I really do care about you. But then she goes to like her teasing thing. So but we get yeah. this, we get this, like the glimpse of like the real Luke in that moment. But yeah. at the, at, she's definitely the fan service character. I mean, her, her, her breasts are like so unnaturally big. 
Mm. And they're not even the biggest in the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my least favorite thing about the the last dragon we'll talk about. Uh, but yeah, oh. she she's an ex goddess, and we know she got uh, she b- became the ex goddess because she got drunk one night. And then every, whenever we hear what happened, is when they cut us off. So we know she lost her status due to something she did while she was drunk, um, and something <laughs> involving her sister. We don't know what. Just that it's somehow related. Uh, but she's very flirtatious. She's not very serious. Uh, hopefully you're okay there, Condor. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, you're good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she she's just very flirtatious. She likes being able to be free to do whatever she wants. Um, but as she says at one part, she just wants to make sure she has a home to come back to. And she gets that with Shoda. Yeah, she's his familiar. Technically has to listen to him. Uh, but like, She's got a place she can go home to. She thinks Shoda's adorable, uh, but she's just very flirtatious with him. Like the amount of time she's just like, "Hey, let's take a bath together," and he's in the bath, and she's like, "Okay." Uh, uh, we talked about Shoda so much. So Shoda is basically yeah. this uh, this little guy. He's in fifth grade, so he's all he's yeah. in he's older than Rika. He's older than uh, Kana. I don't know. But Rika, at the same Rika, school. Uh, at the same school, yeah. Basically, they go to the same school, but not the same yeah. grade, and yeah. uh, you know. Uh, Shoda's actually in a lo- in a family of magicians, so yes, which is how he like tried to summon uh, Luka. And here's a fun yeah. fact: her, her father is the his father is the company head of Kobayashi's company. Mm-hmm. Yes, which, and Elma's company technically, but we haven't mentioned her yet. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, she's like oh, and her brother's like I think that's my our boss. And then like later on, it's like yeah, that's our boss. That's <laughs> so our boss. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Him. That's funny. But yeah, Shota, we don't really get super much of him I, mm. the bits he's in are pretty great i mean mo- other than the ones where he's getting teased like i like the one when he was talking to Taki- takia about like how to be a cool adult oh yeah <laughs> and it's like you're asking the wrong person i even talk he's like are you sure you want to ask me that like i'm not i'm kind of a loser and he's like yeah no you you need to teach me how to be a cool adult and it's like oh this could end poorly <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I also find it cool how like him Taki and Fafner have like a little gaming group going on like like the like at the lo- the final episode season two when they're looking at the cherry blossoms and they're just all sitting there playing like Monster Hunter on their like their PSPs yeah. or something. Oh you know, my God. when Taki it's starts really talking cool. like Kobayashi about something, Fafner just like, no, Taki, don't get distracted. We need you. Right we need you right now. <laughs> No, that's like Shoda. I'm surprised you're playing with them. And he's like, "Well, there's too many girls over there. Too many girls. <laughs> girls are poor. Poor Shoda is probably scarred from girls because of Luca. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I really like Shoda. I just got annoyed that so much of his scenes involved just like him getting teased by Lukoa. Like I, I loved like every scene with Shoda when he was like interacting with other people. I thought he was a really interesting character. Um, so if they ever did make a season three, I would like to see less of just the like weird teasy Which scenes. probably isn't gonna happen. Probably not. Um well did it the second season only come out last year? Yeah, it came out it came out no, it didn't come out oh let me let me just check. I thought Kobayashi <laughs> asked the second season was like last year or the year before. It was it was twenty twenty, I think. Let me see. Okay. Oh, no, it, it was God stupid Wikipedia page. It was yeah, it was twenty twenty one, it was last year. Yeah, so I mean, there's a chance, but if they did make a third season, I would hope they kind of cut back on that. Some of we well, see uh, apparently the uh, the manga is up to volume eleven, which, um, if I am to look at the thingy mabobbers, 
Uh, no, they don't even tell me the things. But I, I think... Uh, so I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and I saw like a little bit of a spoiler. I'm not going to mention it, but that it's, it listed the chapter for that like spoiler moment, and it's a chapter 89. So I, we're at least not even like at chapter 89 yet in the in the for the anime. But I think this anime, the show, is like taking like from the manga like very religiously, which is super mm-hmm. good. I always like when they try to adapt as many scenes as they can. I'm sure there's still stuff we haven't seen in the anime that they cut out from the manga. But uh, you know, I think I think it's all fine. Everything we've seen. All right. But yeah, final thoughts of Lukua. She's definitely the hottest character of the show, but that doesn't really mean anything. So. Nope. Um, all right. Next, all right. next, next dragon, please. Next up is Elma. Elma. In, like the last four episodes of the first season. Yeah, they something uh, I talked about with Falcon again, but before the podcast. But something else we really like about this is that the episode titles of the show. Mm-hmm. Like like the episode title for uh for when Elma appears, it's like the 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 dragon Elma appears, and then in parentheses it says she finally appears, huh? It's pretty great. You're like, oh, at last or something like that. Yeah, it was it, it involved the fact she should have been appeared. in before now. Um. Oh god. But yes, so, she is a a female dragon. Uh, I guess we didn't really talk about the factions. So we got different factions. There's the chaos faction, the harmony faction, and, and the, the spectator faction, which yes. is why Falcon's name is Spectator because he's a spectator. Yes. Uh, uh Toru is like the the chaos faction, and Elma is her rival from the Harmony faction. Um, they do not get along; they're always fighting with each other. Um, but she she came to this world to get Toru to go back because uh, Toru does not need to bother the humans of this world. Um, and then she just kind of ends up staying because she likes eating tasty food. Yeah, yeah, she does like to eat all the tasty food. I will say. Now, Alma, you know, Alma, I'm such a mixed bag on, to be honest, Falcon, mm-hmm. because I feel like we, we do get a lot of her, especially in season two. We get a lot about her and uh, season one, we barely got enough. Like yeah. she just kind of appeared in episode eight and then appeared like that one time when they're doing like the little match girl skit at the old people's home, mm-hmm. which is really funny. But uh, but, uh, you know, and then we got her backstory in season two. But, like, it was just so weird because I feel like it wasn't enough. But I also, like, really like her design. I think her design is probably my favorite out of all of the dragons. Like, her human design, not her actual dragon yeah. design. Like, the one we see on the screen, uh, those on YouTube will be watching. If not, you'll have to look up Elma. Yes. But uh, I just really like her design. I really like her her personality. But I'm just so kind of weird about her actions. I don't know. I don't know if she's, like, my favorite dragon or my not favorite dragon. You know? It's weird. Uh. I find she didn't really do a whole lot besides her like backstory with Toru. She doesn't really seem to matter in the long run for like anything else. Really. She's just kind of there to have like a rival dragon. Yeah. She ends up working at Kobayashi's company. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Toru teases her that. Cause it's like, you've been there for months and then you're still apparently useless. Um, but uh, <laughs> I like the uh, one, the little bit where she has like all the revisions trying to like make everything more fair. It is pretty. Yeah. Funny. She's kind of like the social justice warrior kind of person. Yeah, well, group. she's in the Harmony faction, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and hold on, Cuss, so that we just want to move on to... Oh, her skits are all... Well, I mean, we can talk about some of her favorite moments. I really like her skits. I like the one where it's like she's deciding like what to eat. It's like, oh, I can't oh, decide. I can't decide. Making, yeah. And it's all like the basic stuff. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Her skits were nice. I, I'm just so like indifferent about Elmer. Like, I love her design. I just don't know if she's interesting. It's weird. 
<laughs> I don't really care for her that much. Uh, yeah, she's just kind of there and kind of boring. I yeah, I mean, I don't regret calling her boring. She is a little boring. Uh, she's very much the one I think they could remove, and I honestly wouldn't really care. Besides, I kinda... like her fighting with Toru and ex- like coming in to explain the factions, like. I mean, if you really think about it, before, like, season two, she was only there for, like, four episodes or, like, yeah. five episodes. And she doesn't really appear that much after she, like, mm-hmm. appears. Like, she'll have, like, episode eight was kind of about her. And then mm-hmm. there's, like, the little bit and like, episode ten when they did, like, the skit, as I mentioned, for, like, yeah. the old elderly home. But other than that, she doesn't really appear that much. In the final one. episode, she does, like, the barrier to, like, protect the town while Toru's doing a fight or whatever. But besides no, that, that was yeah. that was the beginning of season two. Was that? Oh, you're right. That, that was, was the beginning. Fight. That was the fight with Lulu. Yeah. So yeah, you're not yeah. even remembering things. That's how much you don't care about Elma. <laughs> yeah. And she had to be bribed for that barrier. Well, to help to talk yeah, to like her, a, like a box of donuts or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, why don't we move on to the final dragon of yep. the day? The last dragon. Is the last dragon. At the beginning of season two, and her name is Elulu. Holy crap! Look at you those. can't even see her, her torso. Look at her! Look at those flame sacks, and that's yeah. what they call them. Flame I like that sacks. they finally like explained why like some of the dragons were just like inherently bigger than others. It's like, oh, that's that's where we hold our fire. She can just hold a lot of fire, and it's just like, okay, man. Like, I, I Lulu is actually I kind of really like Lulu after we like learned her backstory and everything it was kind of I didn't like her when she first showed up I was like oh she's just going to be that like crazy dragon who's here to like destroy everything but they actually developed her really really well I actually they enjoyed did. her a lot they, by the end I actually related as well so basically uh Lulu uh played with these human friends when she was a young a little kid and uh you know things happened and she started hating humans and mm-hmm. uh you know it was kind of thanks to Kobayashi that she kind of like started to be like more helpful towards humans i'm not going to go into any specifics obviously because spoilers Mm. but you know it was kind of nice it was kind of nice how like they did develop her and it it was really cool she got ended up getting a job and stuff though she did play a little prank on kobayashi before everything settled in do you remember you remember that is right i remember what that was yes (laughs) turned her into a guy oh my god it was so great yeah, she thought kobayashi (laughs) was a guy and she's like i'm a girl and she's like a lot of people think that at first yeah Oh, it's so that's so mean. But I mean, granted, she does wear like guy clothing. So apparently, she does it often though, because Toru picked up on it and's like, "I already know, Lou. You gave you a turned you into a guy." She's like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah, I was just waiting to tell you that I knew." And it's just like, "Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is pretty great." Like apparently, she's done that before, or for some reason, Lorraine was just the sense that magic happened in certain areas. Like, Elulu <gasps> must have done that. But yeah, like it was. Like, okay, she likes sleeping. I I can relate. She just she likes sleeping in the closet. Yo, yo, actually, big relate right there. Yo, sleep pretty freaking great. She does have a cool job too. She works at the candy store. She walks Uh, at a candy store, the the Gashi Kashi store, like the anime. Yeah, Gashi Kashi. Um, yeah, I think in the (laughs) it's called like the Obero store. Yeah, it's Uh, like the Obero store. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she likes being with kids. She likes watching and interacting with kids. But she knows she needs to work to earn money. So she uh, talks to the old lady at the candy store to letting her work there. And she just accepts She can still she like see and interact it. with kids while she, she works. Yeah. Uh, it's just really noble because like, she explained that, like, not at that episode, but later why she ends up working for it. Because yeah. she likes to work, be around kids and stuff, you know. Yeah. She is the same age as Toru. They're both age 16. But Ilulu is like, so much like smaller than her. Sometimes I think she's like younger. 
But yeah, the same- they, well, they they appear to be 16. We don't know like what their actual ages are because dragons can live forever. Um, but that's like the appearance they've taken. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we know that they're roughly the same age. Even if they're not both exactly 16, they're within like a year or so of each other and dragon years probably. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like her a lot. She has a human companion that she meets through working at the candy store called Take. He's a lot of fun as well. He didn't really um, get that much attention. No, but he doesn't get a lot of attention or anything. He's in the second opening more than I think he's in the show, pretty much. <laughs> he's, uh, a, he's, a, he's a high schooler. Yeah, he's high, a high schooler. He's high schooler. the grandson of the candy shop owner. Uh, and she had been having issues with her hip and, and uh, said she was going to stop working at the candy store. So he expected her to make him work on it apparently she's been real big on like family working there uh but you would see him telling a friend on his way to school like no apparently she hired somebody outside of the family i'd have to train her you know so like uh, he goes to like train her and whatnot um she kind of messes with him a little bit which doesn't bug me as much as like lukoa because it's not near as often and like the fact they're both like 16 it's more just kind of like friendship you know, that, like, like around. crush kind of thing as opposed to like this like immortal dragon who's probably thousands of years old hitting on like a fifth grader just because it's fun you know like it's very much is kind of like okay um but like i liked them together i thought they they were a, a cool pairing uh we just they had a good i want to see more of it in the future i'm sure there is more of it but we mm-hmm. didn't really get super much of it at all like, i like yeah. the festival bit that we saw mm-hmm. that was all really sweet yeah um yeah otherwise uh ilulu is also part of the chaos faction and she's apparently been known to just be like one of the most destructive dragons there is she just tears things apart to tear things apart she in the opening in the second opening she's like that really huge dragon in the back i think right uh no that was uh lukoa are you sure yeah the like sea green one that's like the really long one because she's she's a red dragon and the one of the opening the very back was green which i thought was lukoa Oh, okay. I thought she was the big one, which explained. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just no, I, I, I hold a crap opening. ton of fire. Um, yeah, she can just hold a crap ton of fire, which makes her boobs are really big. So I wish I could hold fire. Mm-hmm. So I can have big boobs. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, yeah, as I, your maid, she's I one of the characters I feel like develops the most or just develops faster than well, the like others. The beginning of season two is mostly about her, so that, that kind yeah. of explains why. Yeah, where the others kind of, they're more that just kind of stay themselves with like small growth moments. Um, but yeah, she she ended up being a, a character I liked more than I thought I would. Um, yeah, yeah, me too, honestly. She was a lot of fun. Um, and that's pretty much all we have for the characters, I think. We do want to make an honorable mention just for Falcon, mm-hmm. one of Falcon's favorite character. Falcon, um, why don't you go ahead and talk about her? Uh, so my favorite character is a character called Georgie. Uh, she is Saikawa's... Uh, older sister who's also obsessed with maid so she wants to pretend to be like the family maid uh georgie's not even her actual name that's like her maid name that's her maid uh, name that's how like that's how like into it she went to maid school she went to maid school and then you find out like at her normal high school uh we see like a little gag with her where some classmates are calling for her. apparently her name is aya uh, and like hey aya aya georgie yes I'm like you don't even remember your actual name <laughs> <laughs> she's so into it she forgets that she has like another name but i really liked her she was just like a really fun character i liked all the up. moments when like her and kobayashi got along and it made Toru really jealous and upset yeah. so it was like, really like they would like hold their hands together like appreciating of maids together or something like that yeah yeah it was great because psycho was like oh my maid wants to meet your maid uh 
And uh, Kano's just like, oh, uh, uh, Toru? It's like, yeah, she wants to talk about maid things, thinking that the maid is like huge into maid culture, but they end up bringing Kobayashi along because for some reason Kano wanted Kobayashi to come along. And Best uh, choice they, ever. they get there, and then Georgie and Kobayashi are like, maid friends. And Toru's just like, I don't know what you're talking about over here. Uh, but it was, I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we didn't really see much of her in season one, but season two had a lot more of her in it. Yeah. I like, like the, the part, theme park like episode the where she's working there and just keeps taking pictures of all of them doing oh, yeah. things. With like Kada and Psycho, yeah. And then uh yeah. the one where they get together. Sorry, my my was burping a little bit. Um no worries. The, the one where they were all get they all got together where Toru calls them all together to make like a maid outfit for Kobayashi. Oh like, yeah. That was pretty funny too, because because she was like all like super serious about it, and then she like her seriousness went too far. She's like, "Oh wait, there's nothing perfect." Indeed, <laughs> it was pretty great. Yeah, and I felt like they're all coming up with all these terrible ideas. They get to Georgie, and it's just like, "But what even is a maid outfit? A maid makes the outfit a maid <laughs> outfit. Maid the outfit doesn't the make outfit. a person a maid. Then it's just cosplay." And they're all like, "Whoa, Whoa! it's like Epiphany!" Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a great moment. That was just a great episode. I like after uh Elma presents her outfit and it was just absolutely terrible. Like, no, go play it with the kids in the go other play room. with the kids. <laughs> and that's where they have Kana Saikawa and uh Shoda just like playing a board game. Lulu was there too. Oh yeah. Oh, it wasn't Lulu, it wasn't Elma, it wasn't Lulu that's like, well, this like no, go go play with the kids. Go play it's with like, the get kids. Get out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah. No, that was a fun one. It was all a right. fun one indeed. But that is all the characters we have. Condor, That's you right. said you found a couple polls? I found so usually I found one or two or I find one poll, but I actually found two different polls. Did you do you want me to read both of them or do you want me to read one? Oh, uh, let's just do the last one. All right. Well, how about I just ask you which one to do and we choose that one. So there's the one from the manga. Okay. Uh I, I don't know where in the manga this was. Or uh but apparently this was from three years ago. And then there's the most recent one with uh that, that came out uh around the time around July 18th to July 30th of of uh, last year. Uh this one's on Crunchyroll so it's not official but like the one from the manga is official. So which one do you want me to read? Let's do the Crunchyroll one. It seems like it'd probably relate more to what we actually saw on the actual okay. show. Okay. So they they have the first 10. I just want to do you want to guess who might be in first place? I'm going to say Kana. If it's not Kana, well, I'm going to be surprised. If not, maybe Toru. All right. All right. So, so I'll start from the, I'll, I'll start from 10th place. Okay. At 10th with 104 votes. We have your favorite character, Georgie. Saikawa. Yeah. yeah. Ninth place. We have Makoto Takia, which is, uh, you know, Takia. Yeah. Eighth place is Rico Saikawa. Okay. Seventh place is Fafnir. Sixth place is Lukoa. Fifth place is Ilulu. Okay. Fourth place is Kobayashi. Third place is Toru. Second place was 1,715 votes. It's actually Elma. Elma okay. got second place. I, I, I mean, it's, it's completely understandable because I think the time this came out wasn't like the end of season two, but it was like probably around the time, like when they talked about her, back the backstory. And her past with Toru mm-hmm. and that like fight they had, which was really good, really emotional and stuff. And in first place, you guessed it. 2,244 votes. Kana. Yeah. And Kana also got first place in the other poll as well. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone I know who like, 
I talked about the stream, the people I disliked were like, oh, she was interesting, but like I didn't like the rest of the show. So like I feel like everyone pretty much just likes Kana. They did a really good job at just making her this adorable little elementary school elementary school kid you want to protect with your life, you know, be like, don't you hurt Kana. Exactly. You leave Kana alone. I want to be uh, sending Falcon so many Kana gifts in Discord now. Oh my yeah, gosh. Now that I can do that. Yeah. There's just so many cute ones. It's great. Like the one of her <laughs> eating the crab. Uh, the or one of her like in the, like, episode 10 of season one when they're talking about the little magic girl and she's just like jumping like, oh, with yeah. her hand like this. It's so cute. Oh, my heart. I, also but like- I think we've talked enough about characters. Yes. So yeah. as so we are starting to transition to things, why don't we talk about uh, the music before we get into character moments? Huh? Mr. Yeah. Bobby, would you agree? I agree. Okay. I, agree. All well, right. I don't I don't see the music anymore since I had to refresh the page. I, I you know got you covered. So, the opening for the first season in English is called Blue Sky Rhapsody uh, by Fana. Uh, if you want to look at the Japanese name, it is Alzora no Rhapsody. Fahana, oh my god, they're such a good band. Really do. They I really I've never like, heard them before this one, or if I did, I, I have. I, I have. We've heard them before in different ones, but I remember one of the, the ones I, I heard them, it was a... Uh, it was this anime called Haru Tachika. It was about like this two people and they were like playing music, but they would also like solve mysteries. It was kind of a weird anime, okay. but the, 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 the song for that was really cool, but F Honda is really good. And honestly, in my opinion for this opening, honestly, I could see, this is probably a bold claim, but this, this opening could probably go down as like anime's most like iconic songs. Probably. Really? I think I actually like the second one better. It was also by Afana. The second one was really good, too. This, But, like, the first one is, like, very, like, very iconic, I would no, I say. I still liked it. I still enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I just, I, I've caught myself listening to the second one, like, on repeat a lot. I actually week. just listened to the second opening, the full version, before. I will say the second opening slaps really hard. I will say it slaps. I like it. I like it better. But just because I call the first one more iconic doesn't mean I, I think it's the best one. I'm just saying because I, I this thing this song has been uh going out to like it's been out for like five years now and like I've seen it in like parodies like I don't know if I ever told you but someone did like a Ruby parody with, uh, okay. with the song I, I I'll send it to you later but it's really it's really yeah, good it's fun and it is really iconic in my opinion like I, I, I get that like... too it's the same with the Haruhi Suzumiya openings I think I prefer the season two opening but that season one Haruhi opening is just like. One of some one of the most iconic like openings exactly. for me. It's just like I, that. I totally just get like that. that. It's like yeah, like I, you and I both were like, oh, we both prefer the second opening. But I have to say, like, there were A and B parodies and everything of that first Haruhi opening for years. <laughs> like even after the second one came out, it was still relevant. So I totally, I totally get that. Yeah, um, yeah. I've already not... mentioned it. The second opening is called "I Know Supreme," uh, which is also by. I, I love the i love the is, i love the so it's kind of weird because the visuals for opening is like more like sporadic and random but i like the yeah. ones for the second opening better dancing around like you freaking have like toru and elma and they're like in like uh weird ones in a cheerleader ones in like a, a fast food restaurant i think elma was like in a fast food restaurant El- El- uh, right? elma was the cheerleader toru was like a waitress out uniform like a kind of like a diner uh, oh no, no 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 it was the opposite wasn't toru the cheerleader nope. toru was the food worker i watched it this morning okay i i guess i forgot uh, and I they they, like, they're both in like office attire which is elma and her regular one but yeah. toru looked Really kind of good in the in the uh, outfit, I'll say. It looked really nice. Yeah, and then it cut to another nice. dance scene with Ilulu and Take, and they. And you don't forgot really the one. With, you forgot the one with Lukua when she transformed into the bunny girl, and she's like, "Oh yeah." And then showed and, like, and showed us oh. like, "Oh god!" And then there's the one with uh, Kana and Saikoa when they're like little magical girls. Yeah, 
Um, and yeah, that and is like the Ilulu and Take one, yeah. And then the rest of it, a lot of it is just like showing each character doing like emotion, which gave me like beginning of Nichijo opening vibes. It just cuts to like the different characters with like a random object in their hand. Uh, but I really liked it. I thought it was really great. It was really good. Again, F Hana slapping it out of the park again with such a great song. F Hana is probably those one of my on Apple Music to add to my my library. I'll, I, I'll I have, I have YouTube Music, so I can listen to it whenever I want. Yeah. Uh, and then the endings, the ending for season one is Ishuken Communication, and it was done by the female voice cast. All the, all basically the female dragons. Everyone so, but Ilulu, because she wasn't there yet. Ilulu but. wasn't in season two, one, so yeah. basically the voice actress of Kana, Toru, Lukoa, and Elma, they did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually it's actually pretty good. I actually really I really liked, liked it. it. I think it's my second favorite song. I think I you know Supreme, and then this are probably my top two. For like, kids, I, I really like it. The visuals were great too. Like, all the like, it's it like the day to day activities of like the dragons and everything. Yeah, it's like they're like chores for the day. Like, it's a like chore again, seven day or whatever. And it shows like what they do that would be considered like a chore or like a work kind of deal throughout yeah. the day. And then Sunday is like them just chilling out. Um, but I enjoyed it. Uh, and they used just a lot of like random like pause and like random sound effects and stuff through in there. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I vibed with it super hard. I really liked it. It'd be a big vibe. It'd be a big vibe. Mm-hmm. And then the second ending theme, why don't you give us a read there? It is called made with dragons by super Choragon. And this one, I feel like it was all the voice actresses. I think so. I think they just gave them a name instead they of just like just listing out all the different names. And you know what? This song also slaps. Mm-hmm. None of these songs, none of these openings or endings were just mad. They were all good. No. They're all, They're all really good. good. Made with Dragons, I think, is my least favorite, but it was still not a bad song. It's just I would rather I, listen I, to the other the, three. The thing is, so obviously I like the openings more than the ending themes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like the ending themes are also really good, and I can't say I don't like them. Mm-hmm. So I just really like I just really like all the songs that they played. There's also another opening they played at the, as well. Mm-hmm. The one at the end of episode three of season two. Do you have the name for that? Uh, it, episode three, season two. I do not. It was not listed on the the thing. Let me see if I can oh. find it real quick. Hold on, I might have. I know the very time. last episode of season two just had the first opening as the ending song. Yeah, it did. Or maybe, or maybe, huh? It was weird. I'm gonna play it. It was also a song making a short appearance. That's the song. I guess it was. Uh, out it's not on the wiki at all. It's just showing the main yeah. ones. Oh well, it was weird because you know you know the scene. It was like the scene with uh when it was like at the end of se- episode three where you know Toru like has all the uh, Kobayashi merch and she's singing mm-hmm. and stuff, and then it just plays like a different song. At least I think it was a different song. Maybe I just was like, oh, this is the song I heard the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it was just a song I already was used to. Uh, I did confirm the, the Super Choragon is just the the four from the first ending plus uh Ilulu. Ilulu. So yeah, it's just okay. the voice cast for the female dragon. That's cool that they gave him an Ilulu name. So yeah, and that's hey. got that cool scene at the very end where all they're just doing different dance moves and Kana's just going. Oh like yeah, this. oh yeah, and it has like all their like preferred homes. I really like yeah, it. and like how like Toru and Kana's are both like Kobayashi's apartment. Uh, Kano's is the school building. Kobe, or uh... no, 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 no. So not like at the end when it was like all circling, but if you like, it was like the first time when they're all like showing like the preferred home, and it shows. Like, oh, the, like, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. And, and, like both of them were like Kobayashi's building. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. so sweet. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Random Kana thing. I love when she uh, gives Kobayashi a Father's Day gift instead of. <laughs> you, you think of me as a father? Yes. It's like, okay, Aww. thanks. 
It's just like yeah. I think it's it's obviously funny, but it's, it's still kind of yeah. cute and wholesome yeah. at the same time. So I mean, if you had like a third grader, like I got your father's a gift, but I'm not your father. But but oh, thank you. Like you you wouldn't be mad about it. You would just bro. Be like, okay. If if Connor were to give me a Mother's Day gift, I am 100 percent taking that fucking gift no matter what. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Music. Super great. All of them Music, slap. Amazing. Slap. Listen slap so them. hard. They just slap so hard. Everybody. That's all. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Moving on. We're just going to talk about more things and moments we liked from the show. That's right. We will right now. That's what we do. This is and, a podcast, you know. Yeah, that's what we do. And our yeah. podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, get the heck out of here. Yeah. yeah, we don't want you. Anyway. We don't need your views. We don't on? need anything you're selling. Yeah, we don't need Tumblr. Yeah. What? Uh, I don't know. We, I was talking Disney movies with someone the other day, and we talked about the Aladdin Tupperware joke from the beginning. Uh, okay. But anyway. Uh, it's just uh, we've, already, we've already mentioned a lot of our favorite moments, actually, throughout. We really have, actually. About it, but. There's still some that have that we haven't mentioned, and uh, there's a lot of good ones. I like the end of a, uh, I just like the last episode of season two. Like that was just all like chill vibes and all like the stuff that happened there. Like the cherry mm. blossom viewing was really was really sweet. You mean the and, flesh uh, blossom viewing? Stop and the <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, this is our friend's flesh. They're making it look like cherry. Blossom. I was like, what? This is so weird. Uh, oh my god. Oh. Uh, and the uh, the freaking uh, the festival. I think that was the final episode, right? Uh, if not, it was the one right before the final episode. Yeah, I, I should just pull up a. I should just pull up a list right now, just to help myself. Episodes from season two. The, the the sports festival was really great. It was great to see Kana win the sports festival. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, so I, I know I mentioned it, but the elderly one where like Toro and everyone oh, put on like extra. But, yeah. like, they, like, added, like, other stories to it. I remember, and this, this is also another thing to go with Kobayashi's, like, small little development. How she was, like, all freaked out, like, everything was going to be really bad. But, like, mm-hmm. everyone was, like, really loving it. And, like, it was at that moment that, like, Kobayashi knew that Toru was, like, more, like, fitting in. And she yeah. could, like, uh, she could, like, trust her to, like, be better right. about things. She so. didn't have to worry about her just, like, randomly turning into a dragon on the street or something. Yeah. That's Elma you gotta worry about with that. I like that moment for that episode a lot. The episode where Kana and uh, Saikawa are going to like the place where the rivers meet or whatever. Because oh, they that see one in their class and they couldn't do it, so they're going. And then you see like Elma bust out of the river be like, it feels so good! And you see Kana be like, Lady Elma, you didn't turn on your like cloaking mode. And you just see Elma be like, ah! And then yeah. Ringo's just like, look at that thing! Look at that thing right there! Kana's like, no! There's nothing there! <laughs> Giving Elma time to fly away or whatever, but it was just like, oh, I liked that moment a lot. That was fun. Uh, uh, my favorite episode of all of them, I think, is when they're going shopping for Kana school supplies. I thought that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, she that, was that was moment really- where she finds that like charm she really wants to like get to put on her bag, and she's about to ask Miss Kobayashi, and then she's like, "Whoo, that's more expensive than I thought it would be," or whatever. And, and she feels all sad, like, oh, but then she- Kobayashi sees it. She's sad, but she she knows she can't. She doesn't want to ask Kobayashi to spend even more money. She's spending a lot. She puts it back. Kobayashi saw and bought it and gave it to her as a gift. Uh, yeah, I just like too. She picks the red backpack because it looks like the blood of her enemies or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it is. It's nice to get items that are uh, colored with the blood of your your rivals and cottage. Like, yeah, it's like okay, I like that <laughs> one a lot. Um, 
Uh, that was really the only like episode that really just like stuck at, stuck out like a ton to me. I like that one a lot. Um, something I do want to mention is uh, I feel like this anime does better as a slice of life than when having a serious story, which mm-hmm. this anime does try to convey. It has like a bit of a serious story, but it doesn't really like go anywhere. It kind of just like it kind of just like, like biggest happen- problem. It kind of just like ha- so it kind of like we had all this like past stuff about like Toru Emperor of Demise, which is Toru's father, mm-hmm. and like everything, and you know it's pretty cool to an extent. But then it just kind of just like fades away when everyone goes to the human world, which mm-hmm. I also kind of really like because it kind of sounds like all these dragons had like all this like war and pain and strife and crap. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to see them all just relaxing and being themselves, which is yeah. my, which is why that's also kind of why I, I don't mind Elma and I'm kind of confused and indifferent about her because she said she was like kind of like a priestess that would like help people back in yeah. like her own world. But now she's kind of like back and she just like eats food and just relaxes and does anything. But I feel like that's kind of like well-deserved after all the strife and pain she had to yeah. go with. As I feel yeah. the same with like all the all the dragons yeah. as well. Like Fafnir had like all that like crap with like guarding his treasure from humans. Now he can just relax and play video games, watch anime with his friend. Yeah. You know, Lukua uh, not having a place to call home. Apparently, I again not super big about that. Don't know why, but then she feels like super happy about it. Yeah, with like relaxing with Chota and just having a fun time teasing him. Well, Hana it's annoying. Just wants attention, but her parents are always prepping for the coming war, so they just ignore her all the times. But living with Kobayashi, she gets I actually myself on what the prank was. The prank was on that. Oh my god, oh, okay. it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. I won't talk about it now, but it's I mean, it's funny. a prank. I'd hope it'd be. Funny. If, we were to get, if we were to get season three, it will definitely appear. It will definitely okay. appear because I because I feel like we're see two seasons in, and we're not even on chapter eighty nine of the manga, so. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know, it's just like even if we personally don't like Lukua teasing Shota so much, it's kind of nice to see in a sense of you know, there's got these dragons just all relaxing, having fun, yeah. and just like being themselves, and I think that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You know, to me as a viewer seeing it all the time, it's kind of annoying, but I can also understand the sense of why it's written that way so well there's a lot of people who really like that stuff too so there's a lot of people like oh it happened again yeah yeah uh, look at the big look at the big dragon taunting the little five-year-old yeah yeah he's not five he's a fifth grader but yeah (laughs) that was my biggest issue with this is like i got super into like trying to figure out what the lore would be and i was waiting for more but it'd be like they'd bring it up and then just ignore it for forever and I was like, I get it to like help us understand the characters better, but at this point, either just stick holy slice of life and just have it be like dragons learning how to interact in the more futurized dragon like human world, or finally just kind of be like, all right, cool, we're actually going to have some cool like lore arc story kind of thing where they deal with these issues and stuff, and then like it's like kind of like pick a lane because I feel like rotating between the two just got kind of aggravating like oh we're about to learn more oh no we're not and then five episodes later we might learn more finally and then just be done with it again for who knows how long um but that's not like a huge complaint but it was kind of aggravating it's like whoa i'm gonna finally get to learn more how their world works oh no no we're not it's just kind of like it's just kind of like a a regular like medieval world kind of you can kind of pick up on it but do i sound okay by the way yep okay just making sure um so basically, it's kind of like a medieval world, kind of. Where we, we see, like, spices of it, where it's basically, like, these mm-hmm. guys, and they're, like, fighting, and there's a lot of wars and stuff. And, you know, they hate dragons, so they fight dragons, and there's gods, and the gods mm-hmm. face the dragons and stuff. And sometimes, so it's not really that interesting in that regard, but, like, I guess it's the mystery that keeps us compelled to keep watching. And then when we find out the mystery wasn't really that interesting, 
you know, to me, I personally didn't really care because I don't I'm not really watching this anime for the story. Mm-hmm. Or like or like the lore and everything. I'm watching it for the adorable moments that the characters have, like Kana being adorable, or Lukua teasing, or Fafnir just being a gamer, Toru making Kobayashi eat her tail. You know, I, I just kind of really dig those like casual moments, you know. This is the type of anime I personally see it as. So I'm not gonna slight it for the like the kind of meh story. It, it kind of like try to hype up, but that's just my opinion. I'm sure you were probably expecting a lot better, and you know you didn't really you got it, so you yeah. feel a little let down. Yeah, and that's yeah, fine. Like I enjoyed it. I, like I said, I I didn't hate this show, but I very much kind of feel like trying to like give us the lore bits kind of hurt it in a way. Um, but it it, it was fine. Uh, anyway, any other favorite moments you want to talk about, or shall we talk about what we would expect from a, a season three if it ever? work to come um no i think we could just move on i feel like we, we touched upon a lot of a lot of okay. favorite moments as we were just talking regularly about like yeah. everything which i kind of i really like how we do that so it's yeah. fine all right so i'll i'll go first so if uh we were to get a season three what would i want to see uh definitely more uh kana moments with her in psychologist <laughs> they they make me smile they make me have that just like grit on my face a lot uh hey did you know there's a manga that's 10 volumes about kana what crazy <laughs> um but yeah uh i would like to see more of that i would like to see kobayashi just kind of finally start like airing her feelings out more instead of just kind of being the like stoic person who just sits there and is responsible and goes to work all the time i think that would be great especially for how they end it with her and toru kind of at the end of season two it'd be nice to finally see them kind of actually like discuss feelings and whatnot amongst each other as opposed to just kind of living in the same house being friends but not really ever chatting about that sort of thing uh, I would like for Lukoa to actually get a backstory so we can finally understand kind of more. Well, she has a backstory, obviously. We just don't know. Yeah, we just haven't heard it. Uh, we we want to hear it. Finally hear it. Yeah, I want to hear it so I can try to understand her better. Uh, I'd also like to see more scenes with Ilulu and Take because I think they're a really fun pairing. And I'd like to explore that more than we have seen of just him, like making sure she doesn't royally mess up the, you know, candy store pretty much is what we've seen so far. Um, but yeah, that's what I would like to see if we ever got another oh. season of it. Real quick, uh, one of my favorite moments, I just remembered it actually in season two. It was the mm-hmm. one where Lulu had the doll that someone left behind and she mm-hmm. went to go like trace down the owner with Take. Mm-hmm. And it was just really sweet because, you know, it kind of explained that she had like a doll herself when she was young and she wished she could get it back. And she gave it back to the owner and, you know, the owner was really happy about it. And she's like, yeah. oh, I got rid of it because everyone kept making fun of me. But you know what? I'm really happy you brought it back. So thank you so much. Yeah, I really, I really like that scene. Was, yeah, she was, just she had started high school. And all her high school friends were making fun of the fact she still had like a doll in her room, and it was like you could still like keep it and just like put it in the closet or something if friends come over. <laughs> like you don't have to like have you know, it on full display that, if they're that's there. So realistic because there's actually yeah. probably high schoolers like that. No, oh, no, like they're totally are, especially with like gosh darn plushie co- collection over here. Yeah. I mean, there are totally people who would be like, oh, you still have an action figure in your room? Be like, oh, man, you're in high school. Be like, yeah, so what? Bro, I like that action this, figure. Why do you have this cat? Because I, I had it when I graduated high school, you dunce. Yeah. But yeah, like it it, it makes sense. It's a very realistic plot line. Um, yeah, they're fun. But anyway, what would you like to see in season three, Condor? Well, I mean, I, I, I did I kind of, when I was looking at the weekend. You kind of did some, so yeah. One little bit, tiny bit of spoilers, but. Again, definitely more Kana. In fact, I hope season three is just all Kana. And all the characters are just Kana. 
They all just die, and it's just Kana doing whatever no, she no, wants to no, do. Everyone, it's just like a just a Kana is Kana virus, and everyone turns into Kana, and then it's just permanently the right end of the, the rest of the show. I feel like that could be too much Kana. <laughs> That'd be so adorable. Um, but no, definitely more Kana moments. Uh, 100%. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm surprised you didn't mention it because since you was your favorite character, but definitely more Georgie stuff as well. Oh, yeah. I would definitely like to see that as well, you know? That'd be pretty cool, pretty fun. Uh, I like her, but she's a small enough character. I'm okay with what little amounts we got her. Like, she's a character I want to be overused because I might get tired of her. So I'm kind of cool with, like, the amount we have her filtered in. Okay, so I hopefully... Well, hopefully then the constantness that we saw in Season 2 mm-hmm. remains in Season 3. Yeah. Um, and then there's the... Uh, again, Luqua get finally finally knowing what her backstory is and stuff. Like, why she, why she cares so much about finding a place she can call home mm-hmm. and everything. You know, wondering what that is. Uh, definitely, as you said, for Toru and Kobayashi to like talk out their like feelings a little bit more, because Kobayashi, as we saw at the end of season two, was starting to, like realize her feelings mm-hmm. a little bit for Toru, but she was still kind of conflicted because she's never had like things like this, like thoughts like these before, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I feel like Kobayashi has a lot of potential to grow as a character still compared to the, the two seasons we saw her in. And uh, you know, I I just hope uh, for as for Lulu and Taka, yeah, I, I really like their like dynamic as well. So hopefully we do see more of that. I love that there'd be a scene where Lulu just follows Taka to like high school, and everyone's just like, you I know, really like, thought she was gonna join from the opening. The fact that like we see her standing next to like a high school, I was like, oh, she's gonna go to high school. And then it's like, oh no, he just he he helps her out at the job. Like, but uh, especially since they're she and Toru are technically like sixteen, they could technically enroll in school, but. Uh, who knows? Did maybe a, Lulu will decide to go to school. Who knows? Well, not, not like permanently go, but like just like a, a special episode where where she, she like turns like, invisible follows, and just where she around. like follows Taka to school and everyone's like looking at her flame sacks and stuff, yeah. and you know blushing and stuff and like like all the times when Luka was on the screen in the beginning and everyone's like. So you kind of want what Kana did with uh, Kobayashi by following and watching her at her work all day. Kind of like that. I, I don't know, but she would make it more like a parent. It'd be pretty neat to see a scene mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and you know, uh, just keep up with how everything's doing because I really think this series handles its characters really well. Mm-hmm. It may not have a good like overarching story, but the character moments and the little scenes that each character like goes in are really great, and they really stand out to you as right. you're watching the show. So that's that's uh, pretty much what I expect to see. I'm hoping to see for another season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Ah! Shall so. we move on to our final thoughts and our rating? Yes, we shall. Do you want to give final thoughts and rating first, or do you want me to I go? I shall indulge you and give you my final thoughts, Mr. Oh, Falcon. Thank you, Spider. my my uh, fantastic maid. Finally, maid. I have finally been acknowledged um, after an hour. You have finally been minutes. acknowledged. Yes. It only took like, like an hour and 20-ish minutes or so, but hey, it happened. Bless. Uh, so, we know it a few times. I enjoyed this show okay. I don't think it's anything standout. Uh, but if you like slice of life shows, I think you should definitely give it a watch. I think you'll probably enjoy it. Um, definitely I, don't, enjoy it. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's a chance that like, you're going to hate this show. I think it's well-made enough that even if you're not a huge fan, you'll, you'll appreciate some of what it does. You'll probably like Kana unless you just hate adorable things, in which case okay. you're banned for life, <laughs> banned for life. Um, I think this would be okay for a first time viewer, but I don't know that this would be like an anime. I would really recommend for them first. Like, if I gave them, like, a list of shows they might enjoy, I might add it onto the list somewhere. Um, but I don't. I would I would probably say this is more just the anime fans anime. Um, as far as my actual rating, I think I'm going to give it a six. 
I think it's better than like an average show, but I don't really feel like it's a, a, a great show. Um, so I would say a six out of 10 for me. Uh, and then that will leave it up to you, Condor. Alrighty, gamers, are you ready to listen to my mm-hmm. rating of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid? Oh man, don't tell me you're gonna give this 100 out of 10 because Kana is in it. Okay, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but 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 seriously, 100 out of 10 because Kana is in it. But now for my serious rating, so basically, I would I would agree and I wouldn't give this to a first time uh viewer of anime because I feel like it's a little out there a little bit mm-hmm. and you have to like know what anime is about. I feel like considering this anime does focus a lot on boobs like there's a lot of moments where like the, the camera just zooms in on like the boobs not just mm-hmm. of Luke, but sometimes of of uh toru as well and it's just kind of weird uh a little bit but it's also kind of understandable because like the main like place that the the camera focused on it's all like it's an all-girls place mm-hmm. and it's mostly girls and by the way props to the show for not becoming a harem but anyway yeah. um uh you know i wouldn't recommend it for a first-time viewer I really like the the visuals for the show are really great. The music was really great as well. I I was really loved the the vibes of it. The dub was really great, and you could definitely say the sub was great because I remember when I watched the sub, it was super great, right? Mm-hmm. I really liked the sub. It was really good. I like the voice cast a lot. I I'm gonna give this um, my serious rating. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half because I really enjoyed it. It wasn't like super super duper the bestest, but for what it did, it did right, and I really love and appreciate it for it. And we got like the the mini character developments, you know, mm-hmm. as well. Like sometimes from like some characters, like Saikoa containing her 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 outburst of rage. That's the best character moment right there. Mm-hmm. All the cute outbursts, she just contains them. It's yeah. Amazing, best character development in all of anime. Yeah, yeah. So I give it a seven and a half. You give it a six. Yeah. I guess those are our final ratings for both seasons of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yeah, which begs the question. What are we watching next week, Condor? I don't know. It's your it's my time to decide. It's and I haven't told you. I wanted you to tell me so I get a head start on it. <laughs> Especially if you get your PS5 in the mail, you're you're not going to be watching anime. Let's be real. Um, and that's so, why we're skipping. This although week, right? that was not the case for me because that was the week we watched March comes in like a lion, and I was like, I got to binge the show in like two days because once I get my PS5, I'm playing PS5 all week. And then I was like, <laughs> actually, I want to watch the second season. I remember it. <laughs> March was so good. Yeah. Um, we watched yeah, 15 episodes uh, that week. Jesus. Uh, but anyway, Condor, it's time to bust out the rollerblades, you know. We're, we're going to be rollerblading this week. We're going to be street fighting this week. We're watching Air Gear, buddy. We're watching it's Air be Gear. Great. You've never heard of Air Gear? Oh I've my god! I've heard of so Air Gear. It's it's a rollerblading anime. I know you. They like it's like a weird one where they're like on skateboards. But they're like they're gangs. Like hover, they have like gang they're fights. Like, they're like on hoverboards and they like fight in like the sky and do races and stuff. Uh, they don't have hoverboards. They're all on roller skates. Uh, mm. but they have like different like special moves and stuff. It's like kind of like a sports shonen, I guess technically of like rollerblading. Um, but yeah, they're all in like gangs. They challenge each other like gang battles and stuff. Yeah, I remember Air uh, Gear when I was younger. To become I never like the wave. I remember I the Air King or the Wave King. I watched the first episode of it. Now that I think about it, I really like it. I haven't seen it in years. Um, and I, I saw it was on Funimation the other day. I was like, you know what? I want to watch Air Gear. Let's do Air Gear. All right, then I it's guess been we'll like do it several Air years. Gear. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're gonna be watching. We're gonna see Iki and the boys. I don't remember their team name at all. I just remember the main guy's name is Iki, and he has that cool the team black team obviously jacket. Team Air Gear. Yeah. It, it was not Team Air Gear. Gosh. God. It is now. All right. But anyway, this has been our episode on Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid.
Hopefully you like it. Uh, if not, let us know. You can find us on the Twitters at Pod. You can follow us, tweet with us. We'll we'll tweet back maybe. Who knows? Uh, we probably will. I, I should get that notification and be super excited for it. That's right. Uh, and also, if you people. want to have cool discussions, you really just want to rag on us for our bad takes, you can hop in the Discord. Uh, link is in all of the podcast descriptions on your pod service and on the screen if you're watching this on YouTube in 2057. Oh, but, come on. You're been getting better with the YouTube uploads. I, I've got. I've made some progress. I've made some progress. Uh, I've got some more to put up there. I'll probably put one up tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe today. Who knows? Um, but yes, uh, you can follow us there. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, when we discuss some air gear flying through the sky, this has been the Bird Brothers. And we'd be flying out. <laughs>